Dark greetings, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to your favorite undead podcast. Yeah. What we talk about in the shadows mm -hmm. with your beautiful host, my sweet lady wife, <laughs> Andrea. Thank you. Good, good evening. Hello. Hello. <laughs> By the way, this podcast is brought to oh, you God. by alcohol. Do you know what I really miss? I really miss the fact that the supermarket stopped carrying vampire wine because that felt like so. We should look and see if they'll ship it, and then. Right? True, but we gotta we gotta uh, call out someone at Again. Phenomenal Art Glass. Oh, my mom. Well. Yes, sorry. at Phenomenal Art. Glass. Phenomenal, 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 phenomenal. She's she's an amazing artist. So yes, check her so out. Check her out. She makes some interesting uh, stuff out and there. And she does like um, custom work. Correct. Like fused glass work. That's really beautiful. She refuses so. to do a vampire teeth, but I, you know, I'm gonna ask her if she'll do it. Maybe so. she'd make me like a necklace with like vampire teeth. The handle is at phenomenal art glass. Yes. Uh, on Instagram. Instagram, so check and her out. And on Facebook. And on Facebook. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Check out her stuff. You're we so love sweet. The lady. Yes. Usually, like people don't like their in-laws that much, like um, how Nandor is with his in-laws. But you're very sweet. I like them. Yeah. I didn't They're have to bring crazy. them back from the dead yet. Yeah, that's true. Like if they died, would you bring them back from the dead? I mean, it's <laughs> it's on the edge. <laughs> Have the right to remain silent. <laughs> say the same about your parents. Although I do think your mom, I'd give her another go. I think your mom deserves another round, another another shot. <laughs> but and she's cuckoo. Listen, so Holy is my mom. Oh, my mom's cuckoo too. My mother is an energy vampire. <laughs> so is mine, but for different reasons. Yes. <laughs> They're like two different classifications of energy vampires. Yes. It's true. Yeah. My my dad is like the sire. You're... I mean, I get... No, your dad is definitely an energy vampire. But he's like the sire. Oh, uh, you think? Oh, with... Oh, wait. Hold on. I wrote it down. Because I thought it was like beautiful poetry. What is it? Um, That's the other side. Time lays waste to all. Love turns to dust. Ruin is inevitable. All else is prelude. Your father has a brightness and sunniness to him. That's very similar to the sire, I would say. Indeed. Right? Yes. Fucking A. Yeah. Welcome to the wedding. Welcome to the wedding. So, so one of the, uh, the thoughts that I had about the wedding episode is that, you know, you have like a season. It's like 10 seasons. And then right... Ten episodes, right? And then right in the middle of the season, that's when they do the wedding. And I thought that was an interesting choice. Like, usually with these sorts of... Usually, like, in TV shows and stuff like that, that would be the last episode of a season, right? Or the beginning, right? Right. So it'd be, like, the build-up. That would be... Right. So that would be, like... You build up from the previous season, you get married in the first season, or you yeah. build up... In the previous season, you keep on building and you end up the season finale with the right. wedding, right? That's right. what you're saying? Yeah, so I thought that was like an interesting choice to just drop that in the middle. True. You know? 
So, so one of the other thoughts that I had um, is just how um, this show, each of the characters, is not more important than the other character, right? Because I think had they put Nandor getting married at the end of the season, it would be a show about Nandor getting married rather than a show about a bunch of vampires living together. So it just ends up being like another event in their lives as opposed to like the ultimate event for the show. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. I thought that was... Yeah. That was the thought. Yeah, because if you look at the original movie, the the familiar played no role whatsoever into the movie. It was true. like a, non, a non-important character until the very end when she is turned into a vampire by the mm-hmm. new fucking guy. <laughs> it's Jackie. <Jack-A>. Yeah. <laughs> he, didn't even, he was like so upset that, uh, that he turned... That was my familiar. He was so offended yeah. that he turned her... But, you know, that was... So she played, like, no important... And Gizmo is just as important as anybody else in the whole friggin' show. Gizmo has, um... And I I think... The first season doesn't set it up as much, but you could definitely see, like, how important he is to how... Yeah, no, even the first season... So it it brings up a good point, what what you're saying, is that everybody matters in the show. Right. Not just, yeah. Not just the the paranormal fuckers. Right? So that's what I, I just had a thought about how, um, interest, what an interesting writing choice they made. They didn't go the lazy route, because the lazy route would have been all of these gags throughout the whole season, and would have just been wedding jokes the whole season, and then at the end would have been the wedding. And instead they just had them get married halfway through. Correct. So I thought that was an interesting choice. Very interesting. Yeah. Good point. Thank you. You're welcome. The other thing I wanted to ask you is... Um, speaking of like marriages, like fictional weddings that, um, that this either reminded you of or any like fictional weddings that you can remember that you were like, that stuck with you, like in media, at a book you read or on television. This is almost, almost like the, uh, Beetlejuice wedding. <laughs> that was like a forced, that was a forced wedding. That was a forced Whoa. wedding. But the decorations That's and true. everything else. Very gothic. And like very gothic, yeah. Yeah. And kind of similarly, like, Mara doesn't have a lot of, like, choice in this. Yeah, no. that's true. Oh, very good. The only other thing I was thinking of was the Red Wedding. <laughs> of Game of Thrones. True. But, um, yeah, that was very violent. That's so. <laughs> really violent. Red Wedding, but actually, you know This one, there was a lot of fucking in a closet. No, this one was really... <laughs> A lot of polyamorous, uh... Yeah. How do you do yeah. in the closet? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of that, I think, in, this, in, There wasn't a lot of death, um... There wasn't enough death for vampires to have been involved. No. No, no. definitely not. The other <laughs> one that could have been, like, similar is the one from, uh... What was it? Ghostbusters? Was it, it was Ghostbusters 1 Ghostbusters? or 2 where... Um, the painting wanted to marry the mother. That was the second one. The second one that... Did he, was he marrying the mother? No, or was he just going to inhabit the... He was going to possess the, the baby. The baby, no, but the one that... It was the, um... I am, uh... Zoo. Yeah. I or am the, the gatekeeper. Yeah, Are the, you, key, the key master and the gatekeeper were going to get married. Yeah. I don't know if they... 
I've always wondered if but that was funny. I've always wondered if they fucked because they weren't really. Did the gate? Did the gate? Did the key master? Did the key never they, enter the hole. They never. Okay, I would have been. I mean, in my yeah. fan fiction. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. This no. is true. Anyway, so those are my thoughts on on the wedding. Do you have anything else about no. weddings in general? Uh, sure. Um, but I'm gonna keep those thoughts to myself. <laughs> Shut up! We had a great wedding. That was a good time. It was. There wasn't as much violence. There was no violence. No. Okay, so let's talk about the episode starting at the beginning and moving on. This episode, I felt like this season, each episode, I'm like, oh my god, this is the best one. Private school, I didn't feel that way about. Like, I, I didn't like it as it much. It was funny. It was funny. It was funny, haha. When I rewatched it, I, I think I may have been drinking when we watched it um, the first time. But when I rewatched it. The second it, time. The second and time. And the third time as well. Funny. But when I rewatched it, I was like, oh no, this is fucking perfection like i loved it and i was like this is great this is one of the best episodes they've ever made and part of it was because everybody was together the thing about the wedding that had me in in space like i was just so happy is i think not only did they have like all the housemates together but they brought all the tertiary characters together the ones that i really love that made me laugh out loud as well in a way that was so organic that I, that everything just, this what might be the most organic episode that included the most characters, right? Because there's a wedding, so yes. you expect all these people to be invited. Even Derek showing up felt natural and funny and ridiculous. Like, things that were happening were, like, popping and ridiculous, but it felt like, oh, yeah, that would happen. You know what I mean? So, um, you yeah, know, I loved it. It was great. It was perfection. It's the best episode they've ever made. That's what I felt. Mm. What what did what do you think so far? We're not moving into like any others that would top the wedding. There are there are a few. I mean, which one? This think one is funny. I'm gonna have to think about it. I'm, think of, I'm think not about in, it. Jump in later mood, with but, it. Um, I yeah. I was literally like wa- I felt like I was walking around the house with my arms in the air, like freaking. Rocky Balboa. I'll tell you what, the night Derek got turned into a vampire, that was friggin' amazing. That's true. Oh, yeah, when Guillermo, like, jumps out of the house with the fingers in the air. Yes. Okay, that was pretty cool, too. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's a good episode for this season, but... Yeah. I don't know, man. I just laughed It was a great episode for this season. Let's put it that way. Yeah, no, it was it was fucking brilliant. So, at the very beginning, Nandor's super paranoid. He hasn't slumbered. Right. Guillermo hasn't slumbered. Right. Treachery is afoot. Right. Right. Conspiracies abound. Right. Sounds like uh, some mm-hmm. sort of leader. Somebody's been listening to Infowars, I think. Yes. It's feeling very conspiracy theory, which I thought was is funny. He... Alex Jones was not in this. No, Alex Jones, no. But he might be an energy vampire. Right? <laughs> but he's full of shit. Because he's very good at, like, uh, yeah. winding people up and lying about things. Yeah. So, true. you know. Yeah, full of conspiracies. But, um, <laughs> what the fuck is up with that list of things that 
Nando wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, it was like the alligators pulling up black cars. I thought the alleg... So the... Yes, the six black stallions... What was it? Six black stallions pulling the wedding cake. We were talking about it. It was very similar. There are a couple callbacks to the first season. And this is one of them. Um, the black alligators pulling the hearse to move the baron. Mm-hmm. I, I felt, and you you as well, like we were talking about it, uh, was very similar to, to that whole thing. So that was a nice little like um, joinder yeah. of the first season and this season. Um, not to mention bringing the baron back. Like whenever they bring the baron yeah. back. The other thing is, I love how this whole thing started, and it was a, a bit of a, a true mockumentary of the Christopher Guest type. Alright, so going back to the um, arranging of the, the wedding, mm-hmm. um, the dodo bird. Right. The dodo bird played a big role in this episode, and yes. it is... From the first, here's the great thing, from the first mention of the dodo bird, to the appearance of the dodo bird, to the eating of the dodo bird, I mean, we went full circle. Yes. And I don't know why I'm so invested in the dodo bird, but I am invested... Because it made a doo-doo. In the dodo. The dodo made a doo-doo. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> play a little play in words, but yes. It's so good. What did you, what did you think of the Baron, his transformation? So, you talk about the makeover? The makeover was hilarious. The makeover was funny, right? Yeah. All the, going from the different dresses, different eras. The makeover scene was like that classic, like, 80s teen movie trope, right? It's in every teen movie. It it goes clueless is the one I always think of. It's like makeover, which would be more nineties, but it goes back to like the like it's like teen movie trope. However, I do think that they um, pivoted from that a little bit because I'm pretty sure there was an orgy at the end. Yes. Yeah, it seemed as if they were like post coital, like yes. in a post coital like cuddle. Cuddle it was pile? like a like a like a round uh, about sixty nine type of thing going on. <laughs> it was rather interesting. Um, what was your favorite outfit that the Baron tried on? The uh, I did like the um, the one that he's a sailor boy. The sailor boy with the lollipop. Yeah. <laughs> that was the funniest <laughs> one. I'm sorry. I think. I think because you thought it was a monkey. I thought he was dressed as like a monkey, but you're right. He was like a little sailor sailor boy. boy. Um, I also liked when he was like wearing like the dress. Was it the dress or the the trench coat? And then the trench coat. The sire popped his head out like he was like a dick. Those two different clothing. I can't. Though what I loved. So the other thing that I loved was um, Doug Jones' line delivery before Mm -hmm. the. before the where what was he saying? I wrote it down. They were saying he looked like a fuckable burnt log, which I yes. was fucking dying. And then I kept thinking of like Ren and Stimpy, like it's log, it's, it's log, it's big, it's heavy, it's wood, it's log, it's log, it's better than bad, it's good. Literally, <laughs> everyone wants to fuck a log. No, that's not right. That's but basically it would have been the perfect uh, jingle. <laughs> trying to think i didn't write it down 
Aw, I thought I had written it down what he had said, but he was like something like, um, his whole delivery about how like everybody used to take in my my visage, like right. it was like just so it, just dramatic. The burn. What did he crispy say? burn. A crispy yeah. burn. Of the original visage. He's so... He's just fucking perfect. His, his self-esteem is shit. Well, I feel as if, like, he's... He's he's talking himself down. Like, he's very... Here's the thing. He has... He's feeling insecure. But then the way that he's speaking is so regal. Right. Because he's still the Baron. He's still the Baron. And, and that's baron, why they still want to fuck him. But, they still want to fuck his torso. I don't think the... Baron title came as a vampire. I think he was a baron beforehand. He had to have been a baron beforehand, but they were also calling him the baron because he w- he had no generals. Remember? That's not why they called. No, him the baron. that they say that in the first season. Really? Yeah, that part of the reason why they call him the baron is because he's B A R R E N. Oh, baron. Because he's got no genitals, and so they were like, despite lack of genitals, he was still a very vigorous lover he wow. had no genitals yeah so he's not baron he's so he old that barren. he had like withered like his his whole entire so before he was a burnt log he had lost his generals due to age so he's like ancient 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 like he's not as so he's ancient enough to speak the language of the sire who's a creature that predates him right right so even even more so. Spooky. Holy shit. Yeah, I just made you think, didn't I? Yeah. No, I, it, you made me think of how the fuck you know all this shit. And, uh, and I, 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 yeah. it like this useless information sits in my brain. Like I'm not trying to pay attention to politics as much as I'm trying to pay attention to vampire lore. Or geography. Or, or geography. Or geometry. It's a reason why I don't speak Spanish so well with your parents. Because I'm paying way too much attention to this shit. No shit. But Literally. it's paying off. Dividends right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, muscle men. Spanish. Speaking Spanish. No, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. Very much. Muscle men. <laughs> muscle men. Anyway. Yeah, so, um, anyway... So getting back to the Baron and, uh, and the, the fuckable log. The orgy at the end of the fuckable log orgy. I didn't think of that originally, that they had had I an orgy. Had to I read a review it. and somebody said that it looked like they had had an orgy. And then when we were watching it, you said that. Yes. Yeah, so like, literally, you said it, another writer said it, and I'm like, yeah, I think you all might be right. And I didn't pick up on that. Because I was just thinking, like, classic 80s trope. But, yeah, they were all in a pile. Like, they had just been on a Norwegian cruise in the spa. <laughs> Which we've seen a few orgies there. No shit. In CL. <laughs> and this podcast is not brought to you by NCL. Although, I've been looking at cruises. We should go on another cruise. We should. We don't um, necessarily have to partake in an orgy. Yes. No. But yes, but no. Yes, but no. Alright. So, um, what did you think of the wedding itself? Like, were, were they pivot? So, Nadia and the so, guy swoop in. So, they were finally able to get 
Gizmo some rest. That's true. He got he got to nap under a pile of chicken feathers, right? And then um, Nandor. Oh wait, we forgot to talk about Nandor and his wife. We did Yeah. But go ahead. No, I'm like, I'm like getting all excited. I'm not looking at the notes. So like the the so we have let's see here we've got the Baron, uh, burnt log. Oh, Myra comes in. Um, yeah, so Myra comes in, and that's when she talks to Nandor about her parents. Right. And she's pushing back about the theme of the wedding. Not, not the theme. The colors. The flowers. Yeah, well, the colors, because she doesn't like black and pink. Right, nobody does. Like, black and red. Oh, black and red, and she wants pink and white. Pink and white. Right. Normal bride. Like a normal bride. Like this bride. Pain in the ass, yes. No, I wanted pink and white. That was what I wanted. Yes. It worked. Yes. You didn't push back. Nobody pushes back. You didn't make like an evil wish with a gin. No, because I didn't have a gin. Mm-hmm. If I had a gin, I wouldn't have to count my freaking bank account. Meh. <laughs> you would have fixed that. Well, I did think um, that it was funny that Nandor made the wish for the in-laws to show up. But then was like... That he was given limitations, and he was asked what were the limitations that you wanted. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the limitations were for them to leave after brunch on Sunday? Well, no, the, the original limitation was... What was the limitation? Just for the weekend. Just for the weekend. But then after they showed up... And they were complaining, and they called him an idiot. And he was like, send, send them back. Thinking better about this, why don't we make it Sunday after brunch? And we talked about this, we were watching it, and we were like, yeah, that's a typical... Like, the wonderful thing about it is, like, a typical feeling about in-laws. Like, when the fuck are they going to get out of here? Because they're going to drive you nuts. Because it can be too much time with family. It can be. Especially if they don't like you. True. I don't think he realized they didn't like him. No, he didn't. Nandor... No, Nandor... He forgot. He forgot. It's been too long. Because the thing is, is that Nandor ruled that realm. Right. So he was the guy in charge. Only the house. Now he's just ruling like one block in Staten Island. Not only, not not even. He's not ruling even. his own bedroom. That's it. So he's no longer Nandor the Relentless. He's Nandor the guy that lives in a house in Staten Island. He's Nandor the Relentless that rules the bedroom in realm. That's like, it. Not the guy that rules the three blocks in Staten Island. He's he's no longer royalty. And I in his brain he is. Yeah, but I think he also knows he's not. In real life. Yeah, he. but they're, the parents aren't respecting him as if he is. Yeah. And I think, I think like on the, yeah, I think that if he had been still the Andor the Relentless, they wouldn't have been so free to be like, you're marrying this idiot again? Like, it wouldn't have Correct. happened. Right? So I just thought that was funny. Like, send them back after brunch. Sunday on after Sunday, brunch. Right? I don't know. What do you think about that? Oh, Gigi. our familiar is here. We Gigi. have a guest. Yes. We have a guest podcaster. God, she is so annoying. <laughs> but cute. I'm going to feed you to the dodo bird. So, so in um, any ways, and talk about all the plotting and running against them. Yeah. 
the one request that he obliges, uh-huh. right? Which was what? Laszlo's request? Oh, for Sha- for Shawnee and Charmaine to attend. Right. Which I thought was really great. And he said yes, but as Laszlo turns around... He's convinced that Laszlo's plotting against him. It, it's so funny because he's seeing all these conspiracies, but there's none there. It's just he wants his best friends there. Like, Shaw- like Laszlo loves Shawnee, which I think is such a funny... It's such a funny beat. You know right? what I mean? Yeah. However, I love any episode Shawnee and Charmaine are in. Like, Sean, the Shawnee character has, like, killed me. Like, from the... It's gotten better and better every episode he's in. Right? Yeah. Shawnee! <laughs> he's my pal. He's He reminds me of uh, my friend that passed away, uh, Richie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Aww. Because, you know, it's Shawnee Rinaldi and Richie was uh, Bizon, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what did you think? Oh, you know what I thought was interesting, too, was the gin. Like, when La- when Nandor is talking to the gin about making the wishes, right? So, his parents... So, when-, when Marwa asks for her parents to attend... Yes. Nandor says, how many wishes do I have left? Because he wants to wish her parents, but he's afraid he's run out of wishes... And the gin, and they haven't done this before that. This is right. the first time we hear it. And the gin says, you know, I can't tell you that. Because he told him the first time. Oh, he did? Yes. You have 30-something. You have all these wishes. All these wishes. But I didn't. And then I think it was like, uh, I can't remember what episode it was, that he asked how many wishes I got left. I cannot tell you that. I don't remember that. Yeah, I think it was actually one of the clauses at the beginning when he first appears. And okay. then he was told again in okay. another episode. I don't... It didn't sit with me. Because this was the first genie I've ever heard of <laughs> with caveats. <laughs> oh, no. They all have caveats. Not as many and as weird as this motherfucker. Well, there's so many wishes. So usually right. when you see three, a genie... Three wishes. It's three wishes. You can't wish for more wishes. Right. You can't wish for someone to fall in love with you. Right. And you can't wish to bring somebody back from the dead. Those right. are the three things. Which and that was established did. in Aladdin. But he he brought people back from the dead. He didn't bring anybody back from the dead. Who did, oh, he did. He did. That's true. He brought all the... All the brides. Okay, he did. Right. So Aladdin's, um, which I consider to be um, canon, is out the door. <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried. New... new uh, <laughs> New rules. New rules for gents. Thank you very much. No rules. Thank you, Bill Meyer. <laughs> uh, anyways. Um, so Guillermo goes shopping for the wedding. And he's yes. in the store. Which I thought, here's another like callback to the first season. Where Can he's he asking about right? the chocolate fountain. If you could put other um, liquids in it. Right. Other, than blo- other than chocolate. Right? right? Was the orgy in the first season? That was the first season, right? The second. The, was it? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. But it's a callback to an earlier season, yeah. which I thought was, like, really great. Well, the creepy paper was because the Baron was coming. Creepy paper was because the Baron... I'm trying to remember when... It has to be the second season for the origin. Yeah. Because there's no Baron in that episode. No. Right? Oh, my gosh. I cannot believe I don't know. I'm going to have to look it up real quick. But I did, like, bring back Derek, because I feel like Derek is such a shit. Like, there's no... 
I can't stand that character. The way he talks. I love that. The guy. way he speaks. And it's especially funny. now he Don't has a commercial in uh, fucking um, with the credit company. Really? Was it Karma or the, the car it? the car commercial? Yeah. What? Yeah, you haven't seen it? No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got what? a commercial on the telly. Like credit? Really? Yeah, one of those. No, what is it? Now does he um, speak in the same way? Like is that his? No, is that he's his pattern of speaking? speaking? It is season one, episode nine. So I was right. It's season one. So okay. we have two callbacks to season one, and we've got the alligators. Yes. We've got the chocolate blood fountain. Right. Yes. Those two things are good callbacks back to the first season. Yes. So we kind of like bring that full circle, and those are kind of Easter eggs. Not even really a callback, I think. True. Like a little note, which I think is great. You know, so. What do you think about Derek? Do you like Derek? I do. <laughs> I feel like he should Because he's be... so fucking weird. I feel like he's an energy vampire almost. No, he's not. You don't think? The poor bastard. He's so lonesome self. He didn't have any guidance to become I... a vampire. Like, okay, stupid baby bad. vampire. I do feel bad. He's at the checkout and he's a thief. Yeah. and He's then... a vampire, not a thief. Right. So he has a code. Yes, of- he still has the moral compass of being a human being. Is he the one that they had the van? He's the one whose mom. Yes, was- whose mom was had the catering business. I felt so bad for his mom. And they were actually <laughs> looking for mosquitoes. I remember he was part of the mosquito like hunter yeah. club. But I felt so bad for his mom for no reason. I'm like, these people don't exist. Why do I right. feel bad about them? And like just the two episodes they were. And now in. he's back. Yeah. And he's working at the Circle K. I wonder. Or Seven Eleven. I wonder or if he. The... Yeah, it was like at a Circle Wawa. K. Was it a Wawa? Could be a Wawa. It could have been a Wawa. But there are no Wawas in Toronto. Do you think he's gonna end up having an affair with the guide? She does fall in love with everybody. She wants to fuck anything that moves. But she's he feels very day. eager to be in a relationship. Yes. Right. Yes. He does. <laughs> he's very lonely. Remember, he said that in the uh, when he met uh, Guillermo. Yeah. Well, wait, wait, wait. You still have my number? That was so far freaking perfect. Like, you had my number this whole time as he leaves. Although, what did I tell you? That he was in London. He was in London. So that's... But then, you know, Derek doesn't know that. So, But it was nice of him to invite Derek. And to be honest, most people that... Who is this fucking guy? Fucking guy. Most people that Guillermo invites to vampire situations end up being eaten. Um, so count yourself lucky, yeah. Derek, that you weren't a delicious virgin served up to be dying. You weren't a LARPer. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or a crossfit. Sadness. <laughs> Um, so I have here in my notes the trivial wishes that, uh, Nandor had wished. So he's wished away all his wishes, and then he's like, maybe I should have been more selective with Yeah, I closed the fucking lid. Right? What the fuck? Close the lid. You couldn't raise your arm and close the goddamn lid yourself? Even, even the djinn was like, what is wrong with you? Like, he couldn't see the fact that, like, he wasted that value. But I think as human beings, we do that a lot. But he's no longer a human being. No, but, like, people... Like people. Yeah. And Nanner's a moron. So, of course, he doesn't see the value in Guillermo. True. Right? So, riding a bee. Yeah. Playing basketball with Michael Jordan. The cardboard cutout. 
one on one with the team. Oh, is that what it was? That's what he wanted, and all of a sudden he got a cardboard cut cut off of I I thought it was Michael Jordan of what I could see. It look it looked like. Of that. course, they can't put Michael Jordan in there because they probably oh, have to pay royalties. Oh, you know what? You're right. So they just. That's why he said, I wanted to play basketball with the real guy, and there was no name on it. Good call. Smart move. Smart move, guys. Like, so then you know, very smart. Plus, they're all those guys. So I realized, so I met most of those guys back in the day when mm-hmm. I used to work for the previous empire Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. At the uh, at the United Center back in Chicago, mm-hmm. and I thought Scottie Pippen was one of the nicest people I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And then I was talking to a buddy of mine who grew up, whose mother used to work uh, with the recruitment oh, yeah? uh, folks in Chicago. Yeah, uh, and she so she worked for the the city, right? And uh-huh. uh, they would actually bring in uh, these basketball players so to recruit kids mm-hmm. to play basketball from mm-hmm. you know bring them back from bad neighborhoods and do like playing basketball so they could actually it was like scotty pippen was such a dick really yeah i'm and, not surprised right do you want to know why trust, I'm not surprised? he was like listen and the nicest fucking people we've ever met and the asshole was dennis rodman who actually in real life is a Cuckoo bananas. It's a cuckoo bananas, but it seems to be like the nicest person Listen. you can find outside of no, the... No, he's bananas intersection. Then those guys that were in the special uh, team, the U.S. team back in the day when they went in the, uh, oh they won the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. I don't think any of those would agree to be in, in Oh, but they show. wouldn't sign off their likeness. Because um, they're quite, assholes. I mean, it's quite possible, and some of them are probably very litigious... And they're very protective yeah. of their image, and they understand. And but to a certain degree, you have to like give somebody some credit for the fact that they're protecting their image, and they've worked so hard to get paid for it. I understand that. Yeah. And we have pivoted into an area that is so fucking boring. So we're gonna go back to vampires. Yes. Yes. Right. So <laughs> he gets another fucking wish. He gets a right? wish. So when when Nadia and the guide are like fucking finally fed up, right, with this bullshit, and then now they're trying to uh, help uh, so, Gizmo, right? They go and they confront the bitch. They confront Nandor and they tell Nandor, "Hey, you're overwhelming Guillermo, and these things need to happen for your for your wedding to move forward, right? So what are the caveats that they explain to him?" That he ends up having to use his wishes. Right. His last wishes, right? So last wishes are the dodo bird. What else? The roses. No, they don't do the roses. No, the dodo bird. Um, oh, the baron. The baron. Uh, and Marwa likes what I like. Yes. So the dodo bird shows up. Fucking love the dodo. Dodo bird is fucking. The dodo bird kind of reminded me a little bit. It was a little muppety, right? Like yes. Like it was it like was a, almost like a skeksis. A skeksis a little bit, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I liked it because it was just so goofy. Um, the Baron being returned to his original form. A handsome fellow. Doug Jones, 
is so um, singular in his appearance. Like he's very lean, like very, very thin. And I liked um, his ultimate view. Well, we were when they said to return the Baron to his ultimate form, his original form. I didn't expect Doug Jones no makeup. Yeah. I expected the Baron as we were first introduced to him. Right. They went to his original like form when he was first turned. Right. Which I thought was fucking brilliant. Like just take all the makeup off of off of him. I thought that was great. I thought that was really, really, like, clever. Because they could have just put makeup on him back to, like, episode one. Right. And they didn't do that. No. I thought that, that's another, like, connection back to the first season. Yeah. Um, And then the last one, Marwa likes what I, what like. I like. That way he didn't have to worry about the, the pink and white flowers uh-huh. and all the other shit. Uh-huh. We didn't have to worry about anything. Anything. Because he's so selfish. Right. And we've been saying that from the beginning. You and I have been talking about that from the very beginning. Yes. That Nandor is so selfish. I mean, yes. all of them are selfish. True. But he's so selfish. And so inward. Right? So we move forward now to the actual... The ceremony itself. When all the guests are starting to show up. <laughs> yes. And what happens? It's... It's fucking perfection. So we've got... But, but who shows up and... Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, Charmaine and Shawnee arrive. And Nadja and the guide hypnotize them in uh, the vein of an SNL skit. Right? <laughs> it just reminded... Literally. Me, it said, like, that skit with Fred Armisen and Kristen Wiig where they do all the songs that... that they haven't rehearsed. That's what it kind of seemed like. But yeah, it was really good. You will remember nothing and vampires won't bother you at all. I'm looking at them and singing and I was just giggling. How many times have we rewatched that scene? It was so it's silly. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Um, and the guests just keep on coming. Yeah. And they have. Everybody is in. Everybody shows up. I was kind of hoping to see Simon the Devious. So was I. But right? you know what? We still He's have one sewers. more episode or two, right? I thought he was... I thought I saw that he was going to come back this season, but I could have been wrong. But I was maybe I was just hoping for Nick it. Nick Kroll is a freaking treasure. Nick, He'll probably be back in, I know. in another episode. Yeah, well, they have two more season. seasons. So yeah, you yeah. know they're going to bring Nick Kroll well, of back. Of course. Stupid baby vampire's got to come back. Yes. I was hoping to see her, too. So anyway, moving to the ceremony, right? Um, Shawnee and Charmaine are delighted to be around uh, vampires. Are you a fucking vampire? vampire? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that was pretty good. I liked, um, I liked seeing everybody, like, seated. Like, it, it was almost like a traditional wedding. Um, and when the, the Baron is announced, he comes out. And Laszlo and Nadja can't control themselves. How was it announced, though? What do you mean? The way that Guillermo announced it. Oh, it didn't yeah. sound like a wedding. I told you. What did oh, it sound like? You tell me. You tell me. Come audience. on. I told you. Like a WWE fight. Like a... Like a no, like, like a, a Mexican. Like a Lucha Libre. Oh, like a Lucha Libre. Oh, yeah. That's true. It sounded like a Lucha yeah. Libre freaking announcement. Yeah, that's true. But what else I liked about the setup with this is that we don't know... We know that he's wished Nandor's dead the wish 
for the Baron to be returned to his right. original form. And we get the back of him as he walks down. And then when the camera turns, then we see, like, what Doug Jones looks like. And I thought that that was... And funny. I think I have a stiff on. Oh, yeah. Laszlo is horny for him. And uh, Nadja's losing her... Like, they're just, like, two horny Beatles fans. Yes. Like, they're out of control. Those two. Like a Justin Bieber little... It was really funny. Prissy teenagers. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> But that, like, goes back to, like, in the first season when they were talking about how much fun they had having sex with him, even though he didn't have genitals. Right. So now I'm presuming he's got genitals. Probably. They're just losing their minds at this point, right? Yes. Yeah. And then who comes down the aisle? Oh, the baby. Oh, wait! Um, baby Colin holding the, uh, the doll. There you go. The Naja doll. There you go. That was a nice touch. That was a great touch. What a weird fucking flower girl and ring boy yes. that was <laughs> and i was surprised that colin was able to like walk down the aisle without pissing people off no i mean think about been, it he's he been that's true straight. he hasn't really done much yeah that would be so we're talking about the whole entire everybody together this is the one scene with the least colin in the season true right He's been like the lead character the whole season, and this episode is just Nandor and, and Guillermo heavy, right? Yeah. More than anything, so which I approve, but yeah, not as much um, shitty baby Colin. <laughs> True. Yeah. So, I so then they get to the point where they're gonna do the vows, and they ask for if anybody has any objections. True. And who, right? who's the first one to get up? Oh, it was Naj? No, it was the mom. And she says it's unnatural, which I thought was hilarious. Right. And I'm like, Court, you're not even natural. You're gay. Like, you you were fucking dead. Sit down. You're yeah. not natural. None of this is natural. And then the second one was Nadja. Nadja. And then what happened? Facts are facts. She says facts are facts. And then it just erupts into, what did you call it? I. It reminded me of Jerry Springer. Yeah. When people were actually called out to, to give their opinions or ask mm-hmm. questions of the guests, that's what I was shit. waiting for. I was yeah. waiting for a fight to erupt. Oh, like stage. a hair pull or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. But then it was just a conversation, a quaint conversation, where Laszlo gets up and asks to have a conversation with the Baron. And, you know, and then the Baron is asking Nandor. What do you mean? What did the Baron ask Nandor? What did the Baron ask Nandor? I was thinking about what the Sire had said, but go ahead. Yeah, but what did the Baron ask Nandor? What did he ask him? Now I'm forgetting. What are you going to do tonight? Are you going to... Oh, no, that's after this scene. I was thinking, I'm still at the scene before... I'm still at the scene where they're asking all the questions or trying to... Right, they're asking all the questions, but it's like, while they're doing that... Is like Laszlo moves in and asks the Baron about. No, that's way later. That's you know that's later at the reception. So this is at the ceremony. You're the you're the host of this shit. You should. I know. No, no. I thought you were. I thought there was something. So during this during the ceremony is interrupted when they ask if anybody has any objections. There's a litany of objections in the style of Jerry Springer. Right. That is super ridiculous. And we don't freaking validate parking. We don't validate parking. 
The sire has a soliloquy of like, like my beautiful dad. depths. Yeah, like your father, except, you know, what does he say? Time lays waste to all. Love turns to dust. Ruin is inevitable. All else is prelude. Which Nandor says, when did he learn to speak English? And the bear Mostly says, flashcards. We use flashcards. Like, <laughs> it's like fucking perfect. It's like me with the with the Godfather movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how I learned to speak English. Oh, I know. It's amazing. Right. What that can do. Yeah, so true. <laughs> Polly, Polly don't work here no more. So, um, Marwa grabs the microphone and ends the whole thing by saying that she too had reservations, but then decided that whatever Nandor likes, she likes. And that feeling overcame her the night before. Late at night? Yes. And then Nandor looks at the djinn, and the djinn's like, well, fucking of course, you asshole. You're the one that made the wish. That's how this works. And then Nandor looks defeated. Yes. Right? Yeah. She didn't come to it on her own. He made it happen. Right? So, Yeah. That's how, and then we move into the reception. That's how, that, that's the progression. <laughs> no, but it's fine. Like, it, but I did think, but going back to it, it's that whole idea of, like, the idealization that people have about relationships. Like, they would want somebody to agree with them all the time, and then they finally get it, and then they're fucking bored. And we know that. Yeah. As a fact. You want someone to, like, rub up against you a little bit. You want someone to be their own you, person. You, you get the one that has to have control of everything at all times and then the one that has to be like... Oh, that yes. would be so boring if you if you were with somebody that was like rolling over all the time. I mean, maybe some people would like it, but I mean, I would want you to have like your own opinions about things. No, we don't agree on everything. We certainly don't. Your politics are different than mine sometimes. And mine are different than yours. You tell me that all the time. And I'm fine with that. You're not fine with that? I mean, you do roll over on some things with me sometimes. Right? You let me have my way. Look at you. Stop acting like that. You are not. Stop it. You're making me feel bad with that face. <laughs> Don't point at the recording. I can edit it out. No point. Are you okay? Yeah. Are we scraping up against some marriage shit right now? No. Okay. You look funny. Why are you giving me a funny face? Because I am funny. Oh, goodness gracious. Making me feel like I'm a bitch. My bitch. <gasps> no. Sometimes. 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 I'll accept it. That is valid. And it's true. But anyway. So moving on. During the reception... <laughs> it's revealed that Marwa likes what Nandor likes, right? And then how is that like nailed down? And what scene? I don't remember. No, remember when she's kissing Guillermo? Where she sits down next to Guillermo and she's like, Oh my gosh, thank you for so much oh, you've done yeah, for the wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's giving him all the kisses and he looks at the camera like, Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like yeah. that fondness. Yeah, it's fondness though. Yeah. No, I think it's that love that he wants 
It's not like a romantic love. True. But that re- that appreciation, the warmth. The report. Yeah, like, because earlier he's like, what does Nandor say? He's like, you're my best man. man. Yeah. Right? So it's like he's expecting a best friend. I think they're definitely best friends. I think they're definitely best friends. Like, they watch True. the wedding planner on a rainy Sunday together. Like, yeah. right? Like, more than... I don't think Nandor sees him as a friend, though. You think he sees him as more than a friend? No. Less as a brother? Than a no. No, I think he does. I but I don't it. think he'll let himself do that. No, because he was going to travel the world with him. I think he definitely cares about him greatly. I don't think so. You don't think so? Nope. Oh, interesting. Okay. Do you think he's limited with what he can and can't care about? No, because... So, there's no... There's no emotion there. He's like... Sometimes he does things because the fucking cameras are there. Sometimes oh, he so? does things because things happen to be there. I don't think that... I don't Andor- think there are emotions in any of this shit from Nandor. You don't think so? Cause no, he did- I think he likes them. He appreciates yeah. certain he things that he him, does. He rescued him, remember? He went to go get him back when he left to go to Right, that but other- that's because the cameras were there making him feel no, guilty. No, I don't think so. He went to go get... Where? He was lonely, and he went to go bring him back. I think he's lonely without Right, him. but that's about as far as it goes. Because he cares about him. He wants him in his life. Sure. That's your opinion. I think that's what they're going for. With I don't it, think so. With the whole... So far, I have yet to see emotion. Emotions. It's only been like... Well, his emotions can only go so far. And I think right. that Guillermo is expecting more. But I don't think Nandor Which is not gonna happen. can do more. Neither one of them can. I also think Guillermo deserves more. So there's this push online. Sure, because like, he wants to be a vampire. Also, but I think Guillermo's in love with Nandor. I think that's been well established. Or has I think a he love... Was in love with the fucking guy in, the, in, in England. He is in love with the guy in England, but I think before he was in love with Nandor. And I think when the guy from England comes over... That's so you think it was love or infatuation? Probably a bit of both, because he had that whole like vampire obsession, right? So he wanted to be right. a vampire. Because so he pop- wanted to be a vampire, wanted to be a vampire. He wanted to be the best familiar to Nandor so he could become a vampire. Yeah. But there was no love. I don't know. Love, there was, again, there was an attraction, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But from Nandor to Guillermo, I don't think there's any love per se. I think there's... Oh, Nandor to Guillermo. Yeah. I think Nandor has a fondness like Sometimes he for feels guilty yeah. of things that happen to Guillermo, and that's why he acts the way he acts. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's love. Because, again, they're so selfish. Yeah. And one of the things that love isn't is selfish. Selfish. Yeah, so that's... yeah. So I don't think he's selfish. I think... Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's a love. I think he's... Uh, Infatuated, he has, maybe feel guilty because the cameras are watching and they're recording. I don't think Nandor gives a shit about the cameras. However, I do think Nandor is limited. He does. He's like when he was doing certain wishes, he tells oh, the camera. Oh, that's true. To Remember, he told the camera to go away because he wanted to do philanthropy, and it was about. That's true. Which so he is aware about image. things that he loved. Yeah. 
You make a good point, which I haven't thought about, which is that he may be doing some things in performative aspects. So that's a that's an interesting take that I hadn't considered. Yeah. So that's a good take. Even even when uh, when he at the end, right? Marwa kisses uh, Guillermo and uh, and thanks him for all the things that he's yeah. done. Yeah. And then the next scene is what? The next scene, oh wait, which is where Guillermo is asleep because he's passed out. And we'll see that that's a thing. They purposely put this in. Colin and the doll are writing a big dildo on his forehead. And Nandor tries to wipe the dildo out. It doesn't come off. And he tucks him in and just leaves him there and like gives like a really sweet. I do think he's fond of Guillermo. I do think there's a love there. But I don't think that Nandor loves anybody more than he could ever love himself. Correct. And I don't think that he loves Guillermo more than he loves Marwa. And I don't think that he loves Marwa more than he loves himself. I think Nandor's number one. Everybody else is like nine and ten. Right. right? Actually, Nandor is number two. Yeah, Nandor is one through nine. Everybody else is like ten, eleven, twelve. You know what I mean? For himself. No, I think you make a good point. You make a very... Well, this is what I've been saying for a long time. Like, online, I'm like... Because people are pushing for Guillermo and Nandor to get together. I was like, Guillermo deserves better. Guillermo deserves so much better than Nandor could ever give him. And so that's why I'm not shipping that relationship. You know? But I also think that that's kind of indicative of, like, toxic relationships we get into, like, in our 20s. Like, you choose, like, the wrong person as your first love. Sometimes. But, like, that idealization when you don't have a lot of romantic experience, you could choose the wrong person. And then you realize, like, ugh, I deserve so much better. And then find the right one, you know? Like an immaturity. Like a, like people can, like, idealize someone. Like when you're young and kind of, like, sparkly-eyed and whatnot. Which I think is what Guillermo's done with Andrew. If I could get deep. <laughs> Did I get too deep? That's okay. We have room. What? But we have room for deep. Like that's a relationship thing. Yeah, baby. Yeah. So we'll we'll like go back to the wedding. Um, and the gin shows up, and actually, apparently, um, Nandor is not so much of a piece of shit, right? Like you would have thought he would have annoyed him within an inch of his life. Yes. But he actually, what does the gin give Nandor? A really tiny lamp. A tiny lamp with. Three wishes. Three wishes. In which you can't make any more wishes. That's where they established that rule, right? Which I thought was pretty good. What did what did you think about the dodo bird uh, station? That was great. <laughs> that reminded me of like every wedding with like a roast beef station. Like a roast beef or turkey goddamn station. <laughs> Fucking hated those. Oh, I love those. Yeah. I love that. Because you never worked at a buffet. You never worked at a Oh, I've never worked it. I love it at a wedding. Yes. Oh, look. Here comes Vito. Hello. How you doing, buddy? You big fat cat. So So, we got our other familiar coming. Oh, so many. So, what did you think of um, the song at the end? What, that Naja was singing. Who will come Who's first? Who's gonna come first? Who will come first on the wedding night? That was so good, right? Yep. I love that. Yeah, that was I, a great it, song. It gets in your head and it doesn't go away. 
It's it reminded me of the uh, when they were doing the human band. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Oh, band song. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, this was this was a fantastic episode. I loved all the characters that were there. I really hope that Derek and the guide like fucked because I wish nothing but good things for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This was a really fun episode. So this was all. This was great. I'm wondering what's going to be in the future for poor Marwak. Because it doesn't seem like it's going to be good. Right? Why not? I don't know. Is he going to turn her? He's not going to turn her. I think How, what do you, why not? I don't think he's going to turn her. I think she's going to like... I don't know. Because the Baron was asking... I, the Baron asked. Are you going to like, turn no. her and make her your wife forever and ever and ever? And then he turns to the camera and goes like... That's a bit too much. No, he says, he's like, oh, or, I don't know. Like, Nandor is like, I don't think so. And then the the Baron's like, that's what I thought. Yeah. You know, so I think it's almost like everybody knew that Nandor, because Nandor's been searching for relationships, right? Like, he had Gail and the girl that he was obsessed with. The at lesbian the, girl. The, the lesbian at the gym. And then I think he was in love with the uh, the workout instructor. The sister from uh, Sopranos. Yes. No, that's Gail. That's Gail. That's Gail. The one that he turned into a werewolf. So I'm just, I'm like, he's looking for companionship. And then part of it is I, I feel as if Guillermo's like, I've been here the whole time. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think that he sees Guillermo that way. I think he's been friend zoned. Yeah, or familiar, familiar zoned. <laughs> Yeah. Well, this was a lot of fun. We talked about stuff we haven't talked oh about. Oh my god. This was a little long. We're at an oh hour. Oh my god, an it's hour. Ridiculous. Vito, what do we say at the end of the podcast? But. <laughs> Good night, honey. <laughs>